The following podcast contains some strong language and some very average opinions. Any references to actual people are wildly inaccurate. It's probably best if you don't listen at all. The Roaring Peacock Podcast. Welcome back to the Roaring Peacock main cast. The news this week. The week began with Patrick Bamford changing his name by deed poll to Hattrick Bamford, inheriting some children and property in the Midlands as he fathered Mings and Konza, putting three past what still is the best defence in the Premier League. A statue has been mooted for outside Villa Park of Bamford, something rare but not unheard of for new owners. Leeds United ladies have done something that the men seem hard pushed to do regularly, have a good result in the FA Cup. Goals from Olivia Smart and Holly Findlay ensured a third-round qualifying tie at Barnsley, luxurious Barnsley, as they shrugged aside fellow Division 1 Northside Stockport County. Congratulations to the ladies. Emergency adult pampers had to be flown in for Norwich City's under-23s when the Leeds United lineup was announced. 2-0 flattered Norwich as Rafinha shone bright in a sparkling (laughs) display by the Brazilian North of the border, Ryan Edmondson made his first senior start for Scotland's Silver City, Aberdeen, and it didn't disappoint as he bagged an assist and two goals. Well, I'm fucking going to butcher this name. Kun, how do you say it? Temenzukov? No? Kun Temenzukov. Yes, (laughs) that one. (laughs) Also scored on debut for Spain Secunda B-side, Real Union. Let's hope when they get back to Leeds, they can form a Real Union themselves. <laughs> Christ. We're back. Good night, everyone. <laughs> and in non-Leeds-related news, we slipped into a twisted version of Oliver Twist and A Christmas Carol after 322 Scrooges voted against extending free school meals. Arguably worse, though, they've made us like a scum player. Even Patrick Lord Tory Bamford has admitted to looking up to Rashford as he criticised the government. Lord Bamford, us poor people are honoured you're thinking of us. (laughs) (laughs) Infection rates soared across the Northern Hemisphere as West Yorkshire went to Tier 3, seemingly obliterating any hope of getting fans back into grounds. Let's hope this season is not stopped altogether, though we imagine most... Apocalyptic scenarios should include teams being flown in and out of hotspots if it is still making some money for someone. (laughs) Speaking of football, everyone apart from Leeds is shit. For the first time... (laughs) 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 For the first time in weeks, we agree with a breakaway league. We don't need boring, useless, shit defensive teams like Fulham, Burnley, West Brom, Chelsea... Man United, Juve or Barcelona. We'd happily form a league um, between Leeds, Atlanta, Huddersfield. um, Sorry, I should say Atalanta. Not to be confused with Atlanta, the uh, United States city and host of the (laughs) 1996 Olympic Games. That's all the the famous one. (laughs) That's it. They did. I didn't dream that, did I? They hosted the Olympics. It did, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Atalanta, Huddersfield, Villa, Ajax and select others according to Bielsa's choosing. Nobody has ever watched Burnley versus Brighton. 
But if games like Scum Chelsea are unwatchable soulless draws as the managers don't want to get sacked, then the Premier League is truly fucked. And finally, the football world was rocked again by two more tragedies, that of Jeremy Whiston, who took his own life after being let go from Man City's Youth Academy, and Nobby Styles, whose iconic dance while parading the World Cup and his toothless hard man style indelibly etched him into our hearts, passed after a long battle with illness. And speaking of tragedies, we will have Andrew Stats Dalton on the show to talk about an update <laughs> to his book. No, <laughs> that's, that's not the joke. That's harsh. That's the harshest way. You could that's ever not the joke. <laughs> the, no, it's not a joke. Um, so okay. he's he's speaking of tragedies. He will be talking about. Um, <laughs> it sounds so bad. Shut up! You're so yeah, naughty. Probably sounded good when he wrote it. it sounded yeah. good, and then when it's the reality of it. it speaking of tragedies, really bad. <laughs> Listen, so Stats <laughs> has wrote an update to his book. Okay, and it includes a chapter on the three legends that passed. So Jack Charlton, Trevor Cherry. And Norman Hunter, whose 77th birthday would have been this week. So that is what I'm referring to. I'm not right, okay. calling stats a tragedy, nor am I calling his book a tragedy. I am certain <laughs> it is a very good book, and he is also very much not a tragedy. My name is Adonis. You know me as the Adelites on Twitter. <laughs> Joining me to discuss all of this and much more is our resident riot badger, Alex. Hello. <laughs> And our man in the purse, Ross. All right, guys. Can I just take that shovel off you? That's for you to more trouble tonight. I'm I was just going to say, you could back use, to you Australia. Could use the Torah defense. Just say, oh, my comments were taken out of context. Yeah. Even there is a screenshot of me saying that you're a, a, a tragedy <laughs> stats. It was taken out of context. <laughs> Twats. Oh, God. That's a uh, Peacock's Raw Gold. That, that'll be on the Christmas reel. <laughs> Guys, do you have bloopers? That What do you mean? That's the show. Just the, just the show. <laughs> we release it every week. Yeah. Okay, so firstly, I have a little bit of a running order, which is um, brand new for here at the Roaring Peacock. If you have just tuned into us, this is much more organized than normal. Huh. This this don't feel right. <laughs> this is wrong. I liked them. Be- I like yeah. the early work stuff. Early stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sold out. yeah, they've sold out. The shit now. So Ross was away um, for our Villa match review, and Cookie stepped in faithfully, but it all got very silly and giddy, and um, I described uh, Bamford as. Uh, a big cock that came all over Villa, which I somewhat regret. It was taken out of context. Again, yeah. That big cock was taken out of context. Okay, so... The thing is, about about that podcast, I didn't know we'd started recording. No, yeah. me neither. So I'm just talking absolute yep. shit. And then... <laughs> it makes no difference from usual. But yeah, you can tell there's a slight difference of when I know it's recording and when I'm not... Um, my language was disgusting. I apologise to my family, friends, and co-workers. I mean, by the by the time show. you called Agbon Lahore's mum a whore, I'm sure <laughs> oh, that you knew we that we were recording. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gobby, your mum's a whore. <laughs> yeah. 
Ross, what did you make yes. of the Aston Villa game? Pretty good, wasn't it? Firmly put them in their place. Um, at half time, I was getting a message from my dad saying, Get Bamford off, he's useless, missed two glorious chances. Um, we need Rodrigo on and Rafinha on, and like Rodrigo up front, and lo and behold, not 15 minutes later, Bamford's got a hat trick, and he's uh, just taking the piss out of Aston Villa's defenders. Yeah, but mesmerized for them is just watching him just kick a ball into a net with ease. <laughs> I don't know what happened, what happened for that third goal because I've watched it back so many times. They just stand there and look at him. Are they mesmerised yeah, so, by his feet, wait, aren't they? He oh, can't possibly score. Yeah. You know, the best events in the. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's oh. it. <laughs> we, we talked about this. Bamford's shit. Yeah, yeah. Look at him. There he is with the ball. He's not. Oh, fuck. Six and six. <laughs> oh, he'll never get a second. He's not good enough for the Premier League. Oh. <laughs> shit. <laughs> He's got a foot like a traction engine. Yeah, that second goal was some strike. Yeah. Completely out of nowhere, no backlift. And... Where's the, where have them attempts been for the past two seasons? He's never made an attempt like that. He hasn't, has he? The, the furthest distance shot I can remember him scoring was that one against Bolton, which is right on the edge of the rocks. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, this is one outside. He's, yeah. didn't defenders he, around him. He scored one at Preston, didn't he, as well? And that wasn't that the one where he mm. cupped his hands to the crowd? He slid on his knees and yeah. said, oh, because they were, we were... yeah." Possibly, some people were jeering him um, in the warm-up as he unlikely, unlikely from these fans. tried to make some shots on goal. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> but yeah, where, where, where were these these attempts last year? He, he looks like a man just transformed. Yeah. Like he actually belongs in the Premier League as a Premier League striker, and that it comes back to I think the, the, the faith that Bielsa's got in him. He knows he is. Bielsa's number nine, and it's he is he, it's his job to lose, and he's he's doing a bloody good job of not losing it, isn't it? As well, he's he's brought in Rodrigo at multi millions, and he can't displace him, so he's found a team, found a space in the team further back, and mm. they're working really well together. Yeah, yeah, like Rodrigo's really good for the cars. I think he fits in with the team uh, dynamic as well. You know, he's joining in with the banter on Instagram and stuff like that. I think yeah. they're really working together well. I think that reassurance that he is the number nine, it's working wonders for him. Really is. Yes, sliding, sliding on their knees, both sliding on their knees together <laughs> in slow motion. It's so beautiful, really. <laughs> Do you reckon the player's got a um, beats uh, beats a uh, Three beats this week, finding chance as well. Well, apparently it's Jack Harrison that started out, according oh, really? to Jan uh, Perveda Cavant Campo. Um, <laughs> but it was um, it was saying to everybody like, oh, you know, if, you know if he's going to get a shipment in for fans, so just message Jack Harrison with how much you love him. <laughs> <laughs> so Jack Harrison's getting loads of DMs from fans going, oh, I'd love some beats, mate. And you're the best pillar foot in the in the league, honestly. So little troll that kid, love him. Yeah, he's 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 bending nicely with the first team. Yeah, he, he really a has. Great player as well. Like, yeah. That Man City game could have been a one off that he had kind of a point to prove against them. But yeah, he looks like mm. a Premier League winger already. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to see. Good to see. What do we reckon about Leicester, though? Mm. Am, I, am, I, am I sticking forward in your running order, Adonis? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it's. <laughs> We tried it. <laughs> what, 12 minutes? No, no, no let's, no, let's already, stick to it. Let's, let's ignore Leicester. That's fine. Leicester doesn't we'll exist until Leicester. we get to that point. <laughs> I'm, I'm we'll get to until we go on Leicester Forest East. Yeah, I mean, okay, so on Saturday, I will be on a Leicester City pod talking to them, um, which is unusually brave of me to step out of the 
cosy confines of the Peacock. Um, and then we'll be talking about Leicester, and then, of course, we'll do a match review. So I feel like there's going to be a lot of Leicester. But what I would say right now is that um, I'm scared. I'm scared of them. They're probably the one team that scare me the most because they are very, um, very, very good at, at getting 11 men behind the ball. And that's what, that's our like kryptonite, isn't it? And they're also very, very good at counterattacking. And, and Vardy is just a fucking demon. So he signed his soul, basically, he signed his soul to the devil in return for. <laughs> footballing counter-attack skills and he he always if you look at his stats he always has like the fewest touches on the pitch it's, it's just weird it's just weird shit and but he doesn't need so many touches he'll he'll have four touches or something you know and yeah. our goalkeeper will have 300 and make 500 passes or whatever and he'll have four touches and and he'll score five goals somehow yeah, he's top scorer in the league already. He's got seven for the other season. Yeah, f- from yeah, what? One more than Bamford. Eight shots on well, target yeah, exactly. or something? <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> ten, ten, seven goals and ten shots. <laughs> God, Ridiculous. I wish I didn't that. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I, I think we can beat them. I think we can beat everyone in this league because it's terrible. But if we can stop Jamie Vardy, the fact that um, they've got some injuries and they, they played last night, was it, I think? In the Europa League, yes. So I mean, they've got Thursday, Monday, which is it's a short turnaround. We've had almost a week and a bit since we played Villa, so we're going to run all day and all night against them. So we'll, we'll beat them. They are. If we deal with Vardy in a certain way, you know, Berardi cannot be sent off if he's not named in the starting lineup or subs. He can only be charged with assault. <laughs> I think we can crowdfund his bail. That side. Yeah, he'll be. We we join Berardi live from from jail. It, if if it meant the team were, uh, wins, then uh, it's worth it. <laughs> it's just that montage. I I will help the team in other ways. <laughs> 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 Baradi, how, how do you fi- how do you feel now that we've now that we beat Leicester? I feel fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> Just on Baradi, did you see the video when he was signing his new deal? Look completely nonplussed by it at all. Like, yeah. Do you feel like a Yorkshireman? No, I'm sweating. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Other people are nice and the place is nice, but no, I'm fine. Like, it's, 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 uh, it's, I'm fine being as I am. Thanks. But not bothered at all. Culture. Yeah. I am Baradi. <laughs> Love that man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cold steel ice fire burning behind his pupils yeah sorry for Tom Kerr never going to ever end those questions <laughs> yeah oh, he's quite a verbose he's such a talker is this Berardi lad. he's going to be going forever uh, do you feel like a Yorkshireman no no oh um, <laughs> uh, this is great banter <laughs> <laughs> he's got the bads pants on <laughs> Who would have thought, though, it's proper going off on the tangent, but Berardi, he's been my favourite like personality stroke player at the club for ages. <clears throat> but sick note six-wise, mm. when he takes the action that he gets on the, even though he's injured, gets on the coach and defies the the whole boycott that was going on under Redfern, that he ends up being a Premier League player. I mean, it is, it is a little bit of a technicality that he's a Premier League player. But still, I mean, 
that's it just shows that, that loyalty's been rewarded. So I'm I'm properly pleased with that. Yeah, big time. My favourite Brighton moment, apart from the, the country kick in his debut, was the Matty Taylor headbutt. Yeah. So Taylor squares up to him, doesn't he think he's all out and Taylor, um, Brody just puts him on his arse from <laughs> Rocky's nose there. Rocky's yeah, nose. Apparently. Yeah. Um, I think best. my favourite Barati moment, apart from those two that you just mentioned, was when he's like um, strangle, basically strangling Bamford yeah. in celebration <laughs> in the northeast corner. Bamford was fucking terrible. Just picks him. He's yeah. basically on his he feet, scored. isn't he? <laughs> Choke holding him. <laughs> It's weird that the football does that though, where you're a different personality on the pitch than you are off it. Like mm. Berardi's quite a soft-spoken bloke, isn't he? And mm. on the pitch, he's an absolute tyrant <laughs> so, mm. to his own players as well as the opposition. Are we going to have to talk about Marcus Rashford and Bamford saying that, that why shouldn't he be Sir Marcus Rashford? Yeah, that's one of the items on the agenda. We can go there if you want. We can go there now. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's go there. Let's get it out of the way because I don't want to. Praise I've got it down as free school off. meals. Basically, free school enough, meals. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, I just, I was going to save this for hot takes, but I'll, I'll just put it in now because it makes sense. So somebody that I saw on Twitter put a, uh, they retweeted a um, image of Boris Johnson, and it said, "I'll support Boris Johnson through thick and thin." Now, what I, I just want to lay down my idea about this. He's not a football team. So politics goes beyond stupid when it, it gets tribal. You shouldn't, t- it, you can not be dumber than saying, I support this group, this political party. Yeah. You have to talk about policies, individual policies, and whether you agree with them or not, and what, what you would do better if you haven't got a better idea. Otherwise, I've heard. 3,000 million political conversations in my 20s from traipsing from student flat to student flat, drunk and fucked out of my head. And I've heard it all, and it's all a bunch of bullshit. Um, So you're going to support Boris Johnson through thick and thin? So what? Thick like the stupidest decisions I've ever ever seen. Thin like the starving children they voted against feeding. (laughs) <laughs> oh wow yeah it's absolutely ridiculous if you disagree with feeding hungry children then you're a cunt there's no two ways yeah. about it you're not a tory you're not a human being anymore you're just a miserable walking sack of shit fuck off ah uh, but they've been given all the money through universal credit and other means have been given to all the councils if they're not getting fed you just need to go to the council and ask for help because yeah. it's that simple because it's that simple. Oh, yeah, please, sir, could I have some more free school meals? <laughs> yeah, because drug is, addicts well, don't exist. Tribe... And, and that's, that's yeah, the children's that's fault, it. isn't it? Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. loads of things that should yes. happen, isn't it? We should all be living happy and free. And, and mm. you know what I mean? We, we, everybody, everybody should put the recycling in the proper bins. You know what I mean? There's loads of fucking <laughs> shit that should happen. <laughs> yeah. What you say about the tribalism, the thing is what I think people do nowadays, and this is my back of the fag packet theory, but people will nail their colours to a mast and they'll pick their side and then they will bend their morals to fit who they've picked because there is nobody wants to admit that they were wrong at all. And you you see this a lot now with uh, Brexit and things like that. And demonstrably, Brexit is a bad idea. 
And I don't. There is no benefit that anybody could show me that Brexit is a good idea. But people will still bang on about it. It's like, but we get us fishing rights back. We can get as much cod as we want, and that's that's not it. And now they're talking about fish guts being an industry. Grimsby's going to be the next fish gut industry. Fantastic. It's going to smell even worse. But what's I don't understand this whole thing of you just when you notice that something's wrong. Just admit that you're wrong. You know, yeah. I, I have a bad take about that. Like, I supported Jeremy Corbyn, but I don't support the anti-Semitism thing. Like, how he was his blind spot, in mm. inverted commas, to missing all that. You can't support that. You can't nearly colour to the mask and think that everything that they do is right and you'll find a way to excuse it. You've got to call out the things that you don't think are right. Yeah. And there's no way anybody can look at Boris Johnson and the Tories at the minute and think that they're doing everything right because they're fucking not. No, clearly so, not. But then this, the people say, oh, well, why don't the footballers pay for it themselves? Well, why should they? Like, it's not but they, one, do, they do as well. And they so are, what, yeah, exactly. What, what was it, 5.5 million tax that Rashford's already paid? Yeah. So insane, it's not like he's, 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 not, he's not contributing to the cars. It's people that yeah. just come up with these takes. I saw one on Facebook saying, oh, there's, there's this many players in the Premier League, and on average they earn 220 grand a week. You just pull it, figure out, yeah. It's not yeah. really the average wage in the Premier League is 220 grand a week. Yeah. Because there's three teams that have been promoted. They've got 30 odd players that aren't earning that anywhere near that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's only a handful of players who are earning more than that, I would have thought. You know, one of them's Erzul. Yeah, and, you know, he's subsidizing Gunnosaurus now. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Much, so. That's a big mouth to feed. To the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's ridiculous. And I, I don't mind if. Honestly, I don't mind that much if they. Um, if they if they don't pay that much tax either, if they do some dodgy shit which allows them to keep more of their money, if they're giving it to charity, if they're giving it to the things that the government should be doing, which they're not, because the government are giving billions of pounds to dodgy, weird companies for products that aren't turning up, um, or, or these companies have zero assets. And <clears throat> the whole thing is that it's just nuance. That's it. I don't agree with myself half the time, and especially not when I'm wrong. <laughs> um, so let, it's a good time to not agree with Let alone agreeing with everybody, anybody else or any politician whose job literally is to lie or whose DNA is, is built in to be self-serving hmm. and, and, and politically minded. They're not an expert at, at anything that they talk about. The only thing that they're an expert in is being an actor and a liar. So I don't agree with any of them. Um, so that's why I think we should talk about policies. And I don't think that you can argue that feeding children is a political issue. It's, it's just ethical. No, it's, what they try to they try to argue with is that the money's already been given to the councils. But like I said, is that you can argue that all all day long. But why is there a problem then? If the money's been given, there shouldn't be a problem. So there's still a problem there because kids are still going hungry. And yeah. you can't, it's not um, an argument. You can't say kids aren't going hungry in this country because they are. I mean, it, you know, there's evidence that kids have been admitted to hospital with malnutrition in a, in a first world country. You, you give a fiver or a couple of quid or whatever to a homeless guy and he goes and spends that on heroin. Okay. Well, where's, that's where's understandable. A couple of quid. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm presuming he's uh, getting a few more quid from other people <laughs> to uh, get into his uh, um, 
it's actually a medical condition, isn't it? Addiction. Um, so probably not something to necessarily be laughed at. But he is unable to buy food, let's say, because he's spending that money that you've just given him on heroin. And that's the idea, as I understand it, of free school meals or somewhere where you can go that distributes food, not money. And that's the issue, isn't it? Um, so, so social welfare, at least, we can all agree that it should be looking after the, the, the children of the, of the country. I mean, the best take that I see on this, because what you see is um, flag shaggers will just kind of copy and paste everybody else's opinion. And the, the worst take I see is that I bet all these mothers that can't feed the kids have got a flat screen telly, though, aren't they? Yeah. Where do you get a non non flat screen exactly. TV from in twenty twenty? <laughs> am I going to like the reuse site and getting an analog TV that doesn't even work? So, oh, kids, you can watch the white noise again. It's yeah. a good one tonight. Everybody's got a flat screen TV. You idiots. Well, look at my scarf. He didn't do flat screen TV. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I need a composite cable. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, well, they've got a bet. They've got a mobile phone, aren't they? It's like, well, how do you expect them to claim universal credit that you're asking them to claim without? A mobile phone? Do you want them to get a laptop or a tablet? What? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I could go to the library. Well, you can't because you shut them all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look a soapbox. Sit, sitting at home in their life of luxury with their fucking wirelesses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Coming over here using eating. <laughs> Terrible. And look at this casserole that I made for four pound twenty. Oh, it's man. gonna feed us for six months. <laughs> Fuck off. Uh, and all the kitchens that they make them in look absolutely fucking disgusting and I wouldn't touch them in my life. Yeah. So fair play to Mark Rashford, move to a better club and we'll like you even more. Yeah, uh, somebody had a really good suggestion of passing him around the Premier League just so we could yeah. have him for a month so we can all say that we were a fan of him when he were played for us. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fantastic what he's done. And it's it's not in any way a PR move because he's getting absolute pelters for it. Yeah. So well, and, he, and he doesn't gain from And this, an MBE. So. <laughs> What, what the fuck does that mean? Don't even get your discount at Nando's, does it? <laughs> so, it's not a point. Bamba wants him knighted. <laughs> I mean, what? I've seen so people... Have, I have seen people knighted for less, to be fair. Yeah. I mean, didn't... <laughs> Andy Murray won a few tennis matches, didn't he? Um, so, I mean, yes, Rashford uh, initiating a movement that raised £20 million and helps feed... 250,000 children. I'd say that's probably worthy of a knighthood more than winning a few tennis matches, but I'm not a huge tennis fan, so there might be some people disagreeing with me. But that's nothing new. (laughs) Ah, yeah, he's fed them kids, but where's his Wimbledon title? (laughs) He hasn't kicked a rugby ball between two sticks. What's this? He hasn't won Champions League, has he? They should knight um, Jack Grealish because they're at least telling him to get up. Arise, Sir Jack Grealish. Get up. Get up. Get up. Fuck's sake. I mean, the, the, the borough of Villa or whatever it's called, the county of Villa, they could announce their sovereignty. And and, and I'm sure the, the first act right after that would be uh, knighting Sir Jack <laughs> Sir Jack of uh, Villa. Oh, Villan. Be the ruler. Um, okay, let's move on. Um, let's talk about the Norwich City under-23s game. Did we all watch that? <laughs> yeah, I did, yeah. I did, yeah. Um, I had money on it as well. I was betting on it. <laughs> you were betting, you on, were betting on the under-23s? Oh, my God. 
Marcus yeah. Rashford's feeding him your bet. Fuck you now. Spoilly 35 year old. Yeah, Paul, young Pablo Hernandez. Young Pablo has been bet upon. He's a pawn in your gambling games. Yeah, they want me a whole nine quid. So well done, boys. Thank you for that. <laughs> they must have looked at that lineup and gone, fuck. Yeah, I saw that about five minutes before kickoff. Yeah, put some on that straight away. Yeah, I love Wilson there, putting Pablo as the main image of an under-23s image. That's yeah. great. Well, he doesn't miss the trick, does he? No. He's so on it. We should try and get him on this. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, anyway, it was fantastic. It was they, they were all over them. That's exactly what I want to see from an under-23s match. I want to see yeah. 35-year-olds. I want to see uh, 20 million <laughs> 20 million pound signings. <laughs> from basically play Brazilians who should have been playing in the in the Champions League, but we've poached them to play in our under twenty threes games. Yeah, class above, wasn't it? Yeah, absolute class above. It wasn't even fair. To be is is there an under twenty threes Champions League? Are we? Is it? Is that a thing? Are we winning <laughs> no, that as well? <laughs> no, we could do. I think right. we could have entered these under twenty threes into the uh, Carabao Cup, couldn't we? And we'd be winning it now. So the, the Papa John's Trophy is that? What yeah. Oh no, now? that's a. Oh, God, is that something else? That, that's that's the AFL Trophy. And it's uh, right, in, the Papa John's Trophy. <laughs> the Papa Johnson's Paint Trophy. <laughs> the Papa Johnson. Um, but that team, that under twenty three team, Casir and Goal, Cody Drama, Leif Davis, Pascal Stroy, Charlie Creswell. I mean, all some highly rated players there, plus a Spanish international. <laughs> it was absolutely shocking as well. He met he either yeah. he has got the ability that everybody talks about, and he's lost confidence, which is a possibility. Mm. Or he cannot be asked because he didn't look asked. Yeah. Or he's shit. But, Pick one of them. Yeah. None of them. None one of them uh, resulted in him staying at the club for me. It's a little. The, the, it's half of the B and half of C. I think. Yeah. I've he never had, seen the ability, but having one save at Rotherham on his debut. That's about it. He had nothing to do, and. Um, mm. And he still, yeah, yeah. And he almost fucked <laughs> exactly. And then he, at one point, he just long ball over the top, and he's fucking, he's off. He's lost yeah. his head again. Like he just can't <laughs> fucking. I don't. He, does he need to, to see yeah. a psychologist or something? Like I'm not saying I, I like. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I'm yeah. not a psychologist, and I'm not. I'm not like denigrating anybody who goes see them or or whatever. But he just seems to lose his fucking head. Up. Like he's yeah, skittish, yeah. like one of those like street cats who you know it's maybe been kicked a, a few one too many times by um, <laughs> by random drunk people at three a.m. and it's just like <laughs> and you're like nice kitty, nice kitty, don't don't bite me. <laughs> I'm just gonna walk over this oh. way, <laughs> and then it's like <laughs> all of a sudden and comes chasing after you. With its yeah, three legs. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. Came through it though. And, yeah. You know, Norwich, cat, Norwich have come from trying to put us in a pink dressing room to calm us down to uh, being kicked shitless by our under 23s. Do you think, think that would have happened if it was a different team we were playing? Do you think Pablo would have played and Rafinha and. Well, they're top of the league, aren't they? Oh, the yeah, I don't yeah. know if they still are, but yeah, they were, they're were. they the best team in the league. So I think we've uh, fielded a team out there to make a, a statement. Put them in their mm. place. Yeah. <laughs> Mark called in uh, some favours. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Bielsa, we're, we're playing the uh, the top of the league. Can you can you send us some, some players? 
Bueno. Here's the keys to Rafinha. <laughs> bueno. Watching the move for the first goal, the Pavela to Pablo to Tyler and the goal, it's just perfect. It's yeah. first team football instead of a bunch of under 23 kids from Norwich. Yeah. There was a time a few seasons ago where you'd be called a SWAT, maybe, for watching mm. under 23s, like a, tr- yeah. a try hard or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or get a life. You're watching the under 23s, what are you doing? And now yeah, look at yeah. this lineup, and how can you not watch that? It's basically <laughs> our team. That's our players right yeah. there. Um, watch the under twenty threes when uh, when Bamford was coming back, and like we'd watch it obsessively to see if he if he could hobble onto the pitch and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, that, nobody's really watched it regularly, have they? But now, no. I put it on Twitter. I, I remember watching the um, the Big Kev game, being excited about mm. uh, Big Kev, and and him basically just. Not being able to run around for about half an hour, <laughs> and, then, and then just sitting down in the centre. He had one shot, which looked okay, but he was a bit like Lasaga, but slower. And yeah. and then he just sort of sat down in the in the centre of the pitch, about around about half time. And I thought, oh god, there we go, he's gone. We've broken him already. There he is. But what a difference in calibre between let's let's say Augustine and Rafinha Rodrigo. Yeah. And cock, they've come in and hit the ground running and are massively like if if you said cock was out for Monday. Hey, uh, get the cocks <laughs> out on Monday, lads. Yeah, cocks <laughs> out on Monday. Um, but yeah, if if you said he was out, you'd be gutted because his his form's been fantastic. Yeah. I don't think we'd have felt the same about Augustine. Oh, he's not playing again. Oh well. Oh, well, well um, and we've got Urente to come back in as well. So I mean, I was lit. <clears throat> I was literally going to say that Leipzig had our pants down as, at the same time when you when you said, uh, get your co- cocks out on Monday. Um, <laughs> but the thing is with Leipzig, they did have our pants down, but we've, we've managed to somehow pull them up, pull them back in, up. A, in a strange <laughs> loophole. <laughs> no, you're not fucking us. No, it's not happening. No means no. <laughs> So, should we draw this canvas? Your Honor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. I've got the list. Let me see if anybody. Should we has do that? Retweeted it since. I want to make sure we get any uh, lit stragglers. People. Yeah. Well, they should. Where were you for the last two weeks? So, I shouldn't really. Right. So, if you're unaware of this, we have been uh, promoting very, very badly with very mixed results a competition. To give give away a giant canvas, a very beautiful photo that Alex took of um, church, as some people call it, other people call it Ellen Road, and uh, it's uh, very lovely. It's 120 by 80 centimeters. Is that correct? Uh, yes, uh, 120 by 60, I think. 120 by 60. So 120 by uh, yeah, 120 80. 80. 80. 80. I just measured okay. it with my eyes. I thought I was. Uh, yeah, I thought I was doing that thing thing that men do, which is over-exaggerate <laughs> the length of objects. <clears throat> and uh, it's, we, it's that, basically. It's one of these. Yeah. So if so, you're on the YouTube, if, just look yeah. at YouTube. If you're listening on the podcast, um, you can't see it, uh, but it's 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 on the wall behind Alex. Um, so just imagine it. Yeah, right. I can see your screen. So um, I've got a list of uh, 33 names. I've removed all duplicates. 
Um, so we're just going to draw it now. And the first person who gets it, so you have to trust me. And if I uh, slot your app, I'm not sure what it'll be. It's picking now. Drum roll. Okay, so the winner is at Leeds MLT 1963. Um, so yeah, we will. I will DM you, and we'll sort out uh, either collecting it or post it for you. Okay. Congratulations. Well Congratulations! At Leeds, what was it? At Leeds MLT one nine six three. Nineteen sixty-three. That's his thing. LUFC and proud. Nice. Okay. Massive Legion United fan, proud to be gay, home and away season ticket, football for everyone. Well, good on you, buddy. You seem like, you seem like, if you want to come on the pod, you're more than welcome to. You look like yeah, an absolute riot of fun, judging by that. Um, look at him, he's, he's having it. He's having it, the <laughs> boy. <laughs> That profile photo is it's, it's really well taken photo, yeah. isn't it? Really yeah. well taken, actually. Yeah, you know, the focus is beautiful. You know, it's You've taken it, haven't well. you? No. Not <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was when I was uh, uh, taking photos at Pride for the guys. Yeah. That's nice. So he looks uh, like he's having uh, a fucking ball. Yeah. Go I'm on, sorry man. that you've got a massive canvas to find a home for now. <laughs> so, it, yeah. you know, you can sail it in a flood, you know, so it'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Need to get a bigger house. Yeah, use it as a raft. <laughs> <laughs> we'll use this canvas that I won in 2020. <laughs> how many? Getting the animals on. How many more miles two. to Morrison's? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Morrison's is closed. They bought all the toilet paper. We can't go there again. Oh, God, we're not going to have that again, are we? We're not going to have. Panic buying a toilet roll because of tier three. Yeah. I, I would toilet roll. Right, everybody. This is public service announcement to our one listener: toilet roll does not cure coronavirus. <laughs> as much as you buy, it's not going to cure it. Essential Please shops stop. will remain open. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like everybody learned their lesson, but it was weird, wasn't it? It's like, yeah, it's like people. Uh, the weird thing about it for me is, and it's probably not the weird thing about it for other people. So. Be prepared to be weirded out. I know that I'm weird, and I know that you know, and I'm going to keep talking now and stop referencing myself. Okay, good one. <laughs> um, so in France, they have a B-Day, for example, and there's, there's lots of different cultures that do that. Now, if you get excrement on your hand, let's say, or any other part of your body, like a bit on your arm, let's say, for example... I mean, you're washing that fucker for like 20 minutes, like, oh, God, it's disgusting, get it off me, you know? But when it's your ass, oh, just put a bit of paper on it, mate. It'll be fine. Just let me smear it round for a little bit, yeah. (laughs) Plunge in the depths. No, no, you don't do that. If if you run out of toilet paper, you're going to be fine. You're just going to have a little shower, and it's going to be okay. And you're going to be cleaner than you were before. You'll be cleaner, yeah. Much cleaner. So, for a variety of reasons, including not getting infected um, through rushing to the shops, um, just don't panic by. Everything's going to be fine. Yeah. Now, football. 
Okay. Yes, Russ. Russ is back. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we missed. We're thinking about the iTunes reviews. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we we want to stop this pop stuff, don't we? <laughs> You're the only one. <laughs> Thanks for everybody that has left a review, though. It really yeah. means a lot. And yes. Especially you... the one that said, one of you is, is a little bit of a dick, but I won't tell you which one. I really enjoyed that one because I hope it's me. <laughs> well, we all secretly are hoping it's, it's ourselves. I, I, I believe I'm the one. I think I'm the knob. Uh, for the only simple reason is because the host always has to kind of put themselves out there a little bit and ask the questions make statements and ask the questions but then when yeah. you're answering the questions you can kind of be a little bit more sympathetic in some ways yeah employed as a provocateur um devil's advocate yes exactly but it's yeah. really i mean that's dropping a snake in the cave isn't it leaving a review like that one of you's a cunt there you go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fight out between them. deal with that russian roulette of itunes reviews <laughs> It is like that, One isn't it? Though may die. We, we 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 have a little room here called the Roaring Peacock, and somebody's just somebody's just opened the door. God, one of you's a cunt, and just slammed the door. Fucked off. <laughs> We've gone. <laughs> We're all pointing at each other. Yeah, yeah sorry, <laughs> don't work on an audio medium. I was pointing around the room. <laughs> football. So football. <laughs> I feel like there wasn't that much to talk about. Um, all the football was all the football was shit, basically. Apart from like, we played Villa, we walked them off the park. That was Friday night. I had a great time, and then the rest of the weekend was just really boring. Just games that I could yeah. not watch. Like I, I yeah. tried to watch Chelsea scum, and it was so horrible. And then later on in the week, Champions League, tried to watch Juve Barcelona. And the missus is next to me, and she doesn't watch a lot of football, but she does watch the football she watches is Leeds. And she was here, and and she's going, why are all the Juve and Barca players just standing there or just walking around? Yeah. It seems really like, big-headed or arrogant to say it, but do we just play football better than everyone else? <laughs> Everyone else, we are, we are being spoiled. We are being spoiled <laughs> by the football that we're playing. It's it's really weird, isn't it? It's really weird because, especially being a Leeds fan, but it's also just weird because it is weird that we have mm -hmm. the, the best coach in the world, and we kind of heard everybody say that. We not really know what it meant, and I think also Bielsa just had a bad run of clubs for whatever reason, but mainly I yeah. think because they didn't. Um, they didn't bend to his will and his demands like we have, um, and uh, and and therefore he doesn't get the respect he deserves. And obviously, you're not going to get the results um, then. Mm. But yeah, it's just bizarre. Like trying to watch any other team play football is this. I can't do it. Kind of torturous shit. I yeah. cannot do watch any other Premier League games. I'm paying whatever I pay for Sky Sports <laughs> and Sky just to watch Leeds games. <laughs> yeah. It seems ridiculous. But and plus playing my 99p sub a week for the LED TV radio commentaries for games that I miss. But And then the 1495 to watch it on PPV when you when you Exactly. <laughs> I'm paying a fortune to watch Leeds. But yeah. I, I, other games are just no one plays football like how we play football, and that may be arrogant to say, but I don't care. 
we, yeah. we played the best football. We've played Man City, you know, supposed to be the best at it. Nah. I've got a worry, though, that this now will uh, create a vacuum where other clubs will want to emulate what we've done and then that will become the norm. The mm. level of fitness that we've got will become the norm and then the quality of players will... That, that's when the gulf will be seen. So I think they're getting away, like the Man Cities and Liverpools at the time. Yeah, I'm not saying they're unfit and not saying they don't run, but they're not at the same level as that we're at. Um, but but they are a I thought the Premier League yeah, would, would be at this level. Why are they not at this level? The Premier League isn't as scary as I thought it were going to be. No. Really I was terrified for years and years and years. And then Bielsa came in and thought, yeah, but what Premier League? And then you get into Premier League with Steve Evans in charge or fucking any of the other guys that are in there. Paul Peckinbottoms and negative football. If we somehow shit our way to winning the playoffs or something. Yeah. Leeds start the Premier League with 25 bounds with low knees. Jamie Lloyd Grant up front. He's still our player. He's still our player. He's not got a PS5. But he's still up there. <laughs> it would have been terrible. It would have been terrible. And when yeah. we get it right, we we are. I mean, it is the best football I've ever seen. It doesn't matter about <clears throat> it being Leeds or not. Um, just the, the our ability, the speed of passing, the knowledge of this guy's going to be there um, without thinking about it. You know, it's just he's elevated it to a level that. I didn't think the sport could be. I didn't think it could be this beautiful. I didn't think it could be this thoughtless, in a way. I tell you what team you can watch, though. Huddersfield Town. Yeah. Oh, my. Did you see that goal? It was carbon copy, Legion United. Was it? Yeah. No, I didn't. It's, yeah. Absolutely perfect. Comes out from the keeper, play out from the back, and it overlaps, um, play out to the left flank, and then it's just a cutback goal. And it is pure Bielsa. It's taken a while to get it going there. Yeah. And annoyingly, they are getting it going, but oh, yeah. I don't want Corbyn to do well. It's just the fact that he's at Huddersfield that's the, yeah, that's the downside. I mean, do you care yeah. about Huddersfield, though? I kind of, because I want them to look after Carlos Corbyn, because I think he's a successor to the Oh, no, I didn't mean that way. I meant, because uh, Ross said he wants Carlos to do well, but he'd rather it, right. well, he'd the, rather it wouldn't be Huddersfield. The Yorkshire club, weren't they? Oh, fuck off, you're not the Yorkshire club. No one gives a shit, mate. They, they had their five minutes, as if we wouldn't have been like that. As if we're not like that. Now, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's not be hypocritical. <laughs> well, look at their match stats in the Birmingham game. They had 77% possession away from home. Yes. That sounds... Oh, that is full on. That sounds Yorkshire. fantastic. Um, and I'm very happy for Carlos. Um, my only... Yeah, my my only thing about it would be that he doesn't become so successful with them that they go on and and do better than us. I think he needs to be mildly to moderately successful get to with a them. Level. Yeah, get to a level. Yeah. That's right. Lose a couple of playoff semis, you know, <laughs> something like that. And then come home in the Bielsa tradition. Yeah, exactly. And then come and then come home after a, a Bielsa finally <laughs> retires or. Or goes back to New Wells. This is the first time I've looked at the championship table this season. Reading have got 22 points from eight games. Yeah, it's unreal. The oh, Brentford are adrift. Brentford. Yeah, what, what the fuck's going on with Reading? Who are they? What's happened? Have they changed manager? What do I don't? What do I not know? I don't oh, care. I don't points. care. But just what, what do I not know? <laughs> Beautiful. It's great to not give a shit about that division. There was yeah, games happening all week this week, and I had no idea, and I couldn't care less. 
Probably yeah. we didn't play till Monday. Yeah. That's I mean, it. it was Tuesday and I was looking at the fixtures. I just looked at the fixtures yeah. and I saw Wickham there and I just thought, fucking hell, that could have been us. We could have been there. <laughs> that could have been us. Struggling to a 1-0 win against Wickham. Yeah. Could you imagine that? <laughs> oh, no, we'd lose. It'd be a 1-0 loss. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely would be. We'd have. And it'd be Steve Evans saying, "Oh, you know, I think you, you kind of fought the lads. Yeah, We've had a great game, even with Bielsa. Even even with Bielsa, we had a really good game." You know? <laughs> For anybody listening, uh, Alex is giving the. Uh, is it up yours? The fuck you arm gesture. The up yeah. yours arm gesture. I think that's what that means, isn't it? It means it, it goes yeah, it up. Is, it yeah. goes up. It's what we did every it's a fist going up your ass. Isn't it? Yeah, fuck you, I hate you all. I'm taking yeah. this opportunity to pay me. Which was the uh, Steve Evans patented lead salute. It's similar to the um, the, the fisting your chest. Uh, it's just a fisting a different body part and having an entirely different meaning. <laughs> well, I showed you, you guys my time hop from five years ago, which was when I yeah. was in charge. I was calling for Red Bull just to end my misery and give us some money. <laughs> Could you imagine if that had happened? Red Bull Red White. Yeah. Yeah, what happened with Salzburg um, over here um, in Austria mm. is that they took over. They took over the club, obviously. They changed the name of the club, obviously. Um, so they changed the badge and they changed the club colours. Yeah. So you were basically praying for Red Bull Leeds. Uh, gone is the badge. And we'd have been playing yep. in red and white. Yeah, still white, but yeah, a bit of red. That's how much I fucking hated Steve Evans. Steve Evans. We had an actual criminal, not only in charge of our club, but managing our club. And I couldn't handle it. I really couldn't handle That's it. That's what I mean, though. I think about the psychological point, yeah. breaking point what they did that me. you were at. <laughs> the thing is with Red Bull, and this is really off on a tangent, but it's another area of my uh, interest. Mm. <clears throat> so they also have quite a lot of historical aircraft, so World War Two stuff, right. uh, and they emblazon the Red Bull logo on the side of like uh, a Corsair or a P thirty eight. But the thing is, without these, them, are, these they won't are, be flying. These are planes. Yes, these are okay. <laughs> World War Two P thirty eight. I thought that was a um, a Walter pistol or something. A yeah. gun. <laughs> <laughs> no, P thirty eight's a twin. No, I won't go down. There. Uh, but yeah, so you've got like beautiful World War Two, really well restored aircraft, but with Red Bull emblazoned on the side, and it, it properly like creates something because like I wouldn't see one of them flying other than Red Bull, but I've got to look at the logo as well. And, yeah. and so I think that's the, it's not like one of those yeah. sort of tasteful nineteen fifties decals. Oh, no, not at all. Not at <laughs> all. in your face. Yeah, okay. it's very much in your face. So they could have done it. In a kind of a tasteful way, but they chose not to. It just shows their attitude to everything, mm. like the history of uh, Salzburg. They've just gone, nah, fuck you. Yeah. We own you now. You yeah. wear our colours, and that's it. Mm. Yeah. F- and I was all for that. The fifty plus the one rule. Nah, fuck off. We're here to sell <laughs> some energy drinks. You cunts. But that's what I thought when people were saying, oh, you know, they'll buy us, but they'll respect our history. It's like. Uh, don't think our history is as deep as World War Two, and they don't <laughs> give a fuck about that. So let's let's. Uh... They wouldn't have respected anything um, if their previous actions are to go by. So next week, uh, there's there's this idea that we have had um, to commemorate the 20th anniversary of a certain Champions League game 
at the San Siro. Um, so it was the 8th of November, <clears throat> 2000. And, uh, well, a good quick maths that. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Bit mean. So next Sunday, we will do a live watch-along of the, well, I say live. It's 20 years old now. <laughs> like live-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like one of them shows that you've forgotten about on your Virgin box. I call it like Christmas until I forgot. <laughs> so this will finally be the end of the, the Roaring Peacock when we go live. Um, yeah. There's no way to edit that. <laughs> um, so you can join us then. I don't know what time we'll we'll do it. Um, we'll figure that yeah. out. But I imagine that it will be live on YouTube, and I'm not sure where else because I'm. Uh, when it comes to technical things, uh, it starts to become. If it starts to become boring to me, I kind of turn off. Probably Twitch as well. We'll, we'll sort out our Twitch uh, channel yeah, this week and we'll get Twitch is up. probably more because you've got to have a thousand subscribers, aren't you, for YouTube streaming? Yeah. Do you? So uh, we can do, yeah, yeah. We can do Facebook and Twitch. Well, that's a bit mean. Yeah. YouTube. We'll sort it. We'll sort so it I tried to make a Twitch account and um, for the for the Peacock, and it didn't let me. Um, it said your username may contain a swear word. <laughs> we need to change it to uh, our cock. Not, not the yeah, we could change it to K O C H. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that might work. Yeah. Okay. Anything else, football or otherwise related? I think so. Nice. No, roll on Monday. Okay. Then it should be time to invite Andrew Dalton. The tragedy that is. <laughs> I'm never going to live that down now. <laughs> And I have to keep it in because it's always been referred to as well. Yep, we keep making references to. There's no way of taking it out. Otherwise, I have to edit out the whole thing. That team that played Milan: Gary Kelly at left back, Ian Hart left wing. Yeah, Matthew Amradabi centre backs, Danny Mills. Ian Hart left wing. Fucking hell! I bet Thomas Helberg was shitting his shit. Shorts <laughs> with why is he walking? Oh, no, he's <laughs> there's there's loads of um, shots of of Maldini tussling with Alan Smith. God, the benches are fucking awful. Milosevic, Hay, Maybury, Jones, Evans, and Burns. Oh, yeah, I mean, you can see why. O'Leary was like, Risdale, can you can you fucking give me some money? <laughs> can, I have some can I have can I have some depth of, of squad, please? Yeah. And they said, what did you say? You want some debt? Debt? I can do that, yeah. Yeah, we need this guy. He's called Seth Johnson. I don't care how much the interest rates are. Just get me that money now. I'm on football database. And then like, AC Milan manager, Alberto Zaccaroni, uh, Legion United manager, David Leary, and Eddie Gray. So now we introduce and welcome our uh, good friend, uh, Andrew Stats Dalton. You know him as uh, at LUFC Stats on Twitter. Hello, Stats. Good evening, sir. You well? Uh, yes, I'm absolutely fantastic. We just did this off air. 
Yeah, <laughs> we did. We did do. We did do. Oh, the magic of broadcasting, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that magic of broadcasting bubble? I've got a, I've got a knife. Stop, stop, stop. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. Um, so, stats. I uh, we we got you on the show um, because there's yes. been an update to your book. Um, should yes. We just, um, should we talk about that for a little bit? Yeah. Uh, as people probably aware, I did the official history. Uh, for the hundredth anniversary uh, last October, which how, was how did you um, but, how did you wangle that one? By the way, it, I, I got in touch. It's funny because there's a little story behind it. Uh, I don't know if you remember, we played Middlesbrough uh, on a very cold Friday night in the 2017-18 season, where a certain P. Bamford scored a hat yeah. for Middlesbrough. Yeah, and, I remember that one. <laughs> and I was on the coach back from the ground, uh, and I was thinking, I want to do something special for the centenary. And I got in contact with the club saying I'd like to do a book on the history of the 100 years. Uh, I then got in contact with a publisher that's done my other books, one that did the 1980s book. Uh, and lo, lo and behold, I got the, uh, got the green light through Leeds United. Uh, and then 18 months later, my book was uh, being sort of shown off by Liam Cooper. Uh, at the centenary do and uh, very surreal and yeah it's very rewarding it's it's very strange seeing your name on your book and certainly signing autographs on your book is, is very strange but it's, it's a nice feeling as well so yeah very very proud of it and we did an update that's due out mid-november all being well which will include uh, some snippets uh, from this season uh it's it's got a couple more sort of bits with sort of Norman Hunter, who was tragically lost, Jack Charlton and Trevor Cherry. There's a little bit in there. Uh, I know Adonis did a bit for the first book that's in there. We've not cut that out either, Adonis. We, we, we did think about it, no, I'm kidding, uh, of cutting that bit out. Uh, and it has a review of the, the fantastic championship winning season of, of last year. And it, it's just gut-wrenching that none of us have been there to see it. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I wanted to talk about a couple of things with you. Um, so yes. I, I wanted to talk about... Uh, firstly, the LEFC women's team. And yes. I also wanted to talk about um, Trevor Cherry, Norman Hunter and Jack Charlton. Yes. Um, so so can, you, can you tell me about the LEFC women's team? Well, I've sort of been involved with the team midway through the 2017-2018 season when they were battling relegation and, and Dana Hearn came in from Sheffield United and has done an absolutely phenomenal job. Uh, kept up uh, from relegation that year and they've kind of gone from strength to strength uh, over time really and it's, it's been a joy to be part of part of the team and uh, we're playing currently at Tadcaster Albion all the home games. I think we're fifth in the league at the moment. We drew one all up at Bradford on a very cold, wet Tuesday night uh, this midweek and then we're in the FA Cup I think one of the qualifying rounds this coming weekend against Barnsley and uh, an opportunity if we can win a couple more games to possibly get a, a WSL or WSL1 team. So it's great to be part, part with. It's a great setup. Julie Lewis is the general manager, does a magnificent job. Dan O'Hearn, the manager, has really turned the fortunes around and they've got some really good players like Rebecca Hunt, who was top scoring player of the year last year. Laura Bartup, who, who joined from, from Barnsley this summer. Uh, so, yeah, they've, they've got some really good players and they've got an opportunity this year. Uh, touch wood, hopefully, that nothing gets stopped with, with what's going on in the world with the COVID stuff. And they play some really decent 
the football. They had a great result up at Stockport in the last one of the FA Cup on Sunday. So, yeah, and they just continue to get to hear from strength to strength and they've got a real opportunity this season to, to hopefully win promotion. You can watch that. Um, you can watch the Leeds Barnsley uh, women's game on uh, yes, Barnsley's website. I believe there is a feed. Yeah, there is a live dot barnsleywomensfc.co.uk for one, three yeah. quid. Because uh, unfortunately, Barnsley's in tier three at the moment, uh, yeah. and I haven't had any support. So I think that now might be the case for Tadcaster, but I don't know what postcode Tadcaster comes under actually. So I think that might be York. I think they may be in tier two. I believe at the moment. So fans may or may not be allowed. I don't know the ins and outs yet. But yeah, it's great fun. It's great to be part of. And it's great to kind of be working part-time with Leeds United. And uh, they're, they're a real... without. I don't want to sound Neil Warnock esque here and, and use the old cliches and what have you, but they're a great bunch to be around. And, <laughs> bunch of lads. Uh, yeah. Uh, not, not the lads, but... They're a but, great but, bunch of women. That's the That's the one. Uh, but they are they're so accommodating when I do interviews uh, and what have you and I've never been once refused an interview from any of them after the games and, and what have you so yeah and it's nice. uh, it's really good fun to be cool. part of uh, with the, the ladies game uh, do they have to go through the same testing coronavirus testing regimen that the the men's game does I don't quite know the ins and outs I know uh, that some players have had to stand down because uh, in past games because uh, some have, have tested positive right. we do the track and trace every game we, we have the, the NHS app and the code to, to track in so uh, the, the, uh, Julie Lewis who's the general manager is also our COVID officer so I think she's aware of of everything that, that goes on with, with the girls as well so I don't know how stringent they are I'm not kind of privy to, to all right. that but I know we've had a couple of them cancelled because certain teams that we've played haven't been able to field a team due to COVID and you wonder how long that might last. It might last week after week after week with players. So, uh, yeah, I don't know the, the complete ins and outs of it, but I know some players have had to step down. Can you uh, tell me stats? From, um, from game. Can you tell me where the, where the women's team are on, on their football pyramid? Like, how far are they away from... Yeah, we're, we're quite a way off at the moment. We've got... Uh, w, obviously there's the Super League and there's WSL 1 then there's the, the Northern Premier League and then the Northern Division 1 Northern Division 1 yeah that's right and that's what we're in at the moment but a lot can change with funding as well but the first part of course you get into the Northern Premier League and then you're looking at the Super League and Super League 1 teams so but do you know what they've got to start somewhere uh, it looked like four or five years ago there might not be a women's club but it's been reached Structured, been reorganised. Uh, Adrian Sykes does, does a brilliant job. Chairman Chris as well is is behind it all. And yeah, it, it's just really good fun. And if people can get down there to Tadcaster, uh, as long as they're allowing supporters in, into the ground, it's only four pounds to to watch. And, and whilst we can't go to watch the, the Legion United men's games for a while, I don't think we'll see a Legion United men's game probably till March, April next year at the earliest. It gives you an opportunity to see some live football and see Leeds United live football. Is there is there a there a Pie and a pint down at Tadcaster. And uh, how, unfortunately, how much does not. That there cost? is a pint. There is a clubhouse. Okay. Uh, how much are the pints? Uh, I don't know because <laughs> I don't drink. Oh, okay. Uh, so uh, I would not that I much though. You want to thought? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> a couple of quid. Uh, a couple of quid. Uh, but the there you go. So get down to Tadcaster. Couple yes. of quid for a pint. Yes. And yes. four pound entry fee, and and see uh, and support the uh, LEFC women's team. Yeah, oh absolutely, and, it, and it's it's really good fun as well. So it's really and, good fun. It's really good enjoyment, and, and get down there if you can. 
Okay. Can you, can you tell us now about, um, uh, so you, you must have done quite a bit of research for your chapter on Trevor Cherry, Jack Charlton yeah. and Norman Hunter. So yes, it would be really nice for, for our listeners and yeah. Leeds United fans to, to hear about, hear about that. Well, where'd you start? Uh, obviously with, with the COVID that, that happened, it, it, it was tragic. Uh, I start off with with Norman uh, made his debut at 15 at Leeds and went through the ranks and and won virtually every medal uh, at Ellen Road and obviously uh, tragically passed away I think uh, in April of of this year due to this horrendous disease that's going going around at the moment he was an absolute legend at Leeds United as I say formed a wonderful central partnership with Jackie Charlton and was a real mainstay of, of that team in in the 60s and 70s. And uh, obviously there's, there's one great clip that I think everybody's seen when he has a punch with Franny Lee at a game at Derby, a famous game. I think uh, I think John Motson was doing that game on Match of the Day and had they both got sent off. But just hard as nuts and obviously had the uh, the nickname Bites Your Legs. And I know from sitting next to him on the gantry uh, prior to his such tragic death, uh, he was banging the gantry desk every game and he kicked every ball. He was a wonderful broadcaster uh, with Bryn Law on, on Radio Leeds uh, back in sort of the early 90s. And it, it felt like, certainly with Norman, that uh, you'd lost a member of your family and mm. uh, just tragic, tragic news. And that's when it kind of did hit home with, with uh, the, the, the COVID situation. I think off the top of my head, he made 724 starts uh, and two sub-appearances. Uh, and yeah, just just very very sad news, and that was followed up only what a couple of weeks later with uh, another part of the so well, he was there for two years under Trevor Cherry. Obviously, came from Huddersfield Town, and uh, obviously was was made captain uh, following the departure of Billy Bremner to, to Hull City in seventy six seventy seven, and again had some real great games. I remember there's one particular game that I think he scored the winner. Uh, in a cup tie against Manchester City that had everything in the fifth round of the FA Cup in 77. Another one that made over 400 appearances for Leeds United. And yeah, that, that was was hard to take. And then the third and final one that, that I think just just left a massive hole, not only the other two did, was, was the sad loss of, of Leeds United's World Cup winner, Jack Charlton, uh, which again, probably been a bit brought into focus again today with another... New to the, the sad passing of Nobby Styles, mm. uh, another one who played with with England. Of course, Nobby's son John played at played at Leeds in the uh, in the eighties. So Jack, Jack, though, wow, what can you say about Jack Charlton? Absolute gentleman. Uh, I think he smoked a few and still was an unbelievable player. Uh, I think he made his debut in the fifties. I think I've met against Blackburn Rovers uh, in the early fifties and just went from strength to strength and again won virtually uh, every medal that could possibly be going at Leeds United. Made the most appearances uh, for the club in seventy-three. Led Republic of Ireland to I think the World Cup in nineteen ninety and nineteen ninety-four with a wonderful victory over. Uh, over Italy when Ray Houghton scored an unbelievable goal and obviously beat England at Euro 88 and just a gentleman on and off the pit all three were and to lose three absolute heroes uh, is is hard to take for any football club and it, it's just more tragic that none of them were around to see Leeds back in the Premier League I know Norman was desperate to see Leeds back in the Premier League and it's such hard news to 
to take and mm. it, it still now seems very surreal that next time we all go back to Ellery. I know I was very fortunate to be at the Wolves game uh, the other week but it, it still feels very strange uh, without these legends and, and Norm was actually at the Huddersfield game and tragically that was the, the last game that he was at before his life was taken so short from us. Uh, the, the passing of Jack Charlton was one that affected me the most, I think, because yeah, I was yeah. too too young to really to really know about Trevor Cherry or Norman Hunter. But I was yeah. ninety four was the first tournament I ever kind of yes. latched onto, and yeah. obviously England weren't there, so Ireland were the next best thing. And my dad yeah, told me about you know, how Jack say. was the Leeds legend, and yeah, yeah. he was like it kind of it all kind of melded together that this yeah, is this so. Irish team, good fun to watch, and then managed by a former yes. Leeds player, and it's yeah. superb. Yeah, and he gave Gary Kelly his, his Irish debut. Mm. Uh, obviously, took him to the World Cup after one full season at Allen Road uh, as a right back. And just yeah, I don't think you'll hear a bad word said about any of them. Uh, and there's so many tales with with Jack. And there's a wonderful picture, uh, I think, from the '72 Cup final with Jack and Billy in the hotel bedrooms uh, the morning after with the with the FA Cup there. And there's there's so many memories and. Uh, I've written in the book about all three of them and Donna's has done a lovely cartoon picture of them all as well, which will be featured in the book uh, out in a couple of weeks. So, so yeah, it's, it, it's still hard to think when, we're, when we'll be back at full capacity. I've no idea when that'll be. Uh, not to hear certainly Norman's dulcet tones, but three absolute legends of the, of the football club. And uh, it, was, it was just nice that they had one promotion for for those three legends and it's just such a shame that none of them are around to, to see us back in the Premier League because obviously Norman was there all the way through doing a lot of the broadcast with, with Bryn and, and Peter Drury and, and Dave Callahan on, on, on Radio Leeds in the early 90s. Alex, you listened to the radio a lot. Yeah, because um, we were poor. Yeah, <laughs> because you didn't have a uh, flat screen. There's no footballers um, to feature. <laughs> yeah. so, did you want to talk a little bit about like maybe your memories of of Norman, like listening to Norman? Yeah, I mean, my my granddad was the guy that got me into football, <clears throat> so he was massively into the Revier. He played himself, and mm. uh, he played at Ellen Road. Um, but he'd always tell me about the Revy era and the Revy team and and all this. And similar, Ross, to your experience of the the World Cup with uh, Jackie Charlton, as yeah. he was yeah. effectively known in this house, um, was that's that's my connection with it. And then listening to the games, it was always Bryn and Norman. Yeah, you'd always get um, Bryn's excitement. And you know, it'd be the the animated version of, of what's going on, and you could follow with through his tone of voice where the ball was on the pitch, how how dangerous the attack was, and then it goes to Norman, and it was always really measured, and it yeah. was always like, uh, yeah, but you know, you know, we'll we'll come back in second half, and it'd be absolutely fine. It would always <laughs> it was like listening to my granddad most of the time, um, and it was yeah. just that reassuring voice from from experience, and uh, yeah, he's massively missed. Yeah, and I think for me, um, my my granddad, um, my my biological granddad died uh, oh. when my mum was when my mum was young, but my um, my kind of step granddad is um, Irish, and um, and yeah, so Jack Charlton was always a very big uh, figure, and like you guys, I guess we're all of a very similar age, and 1994 was the first world cup for me as well and obviously 
we're we're all in the same boat because there was no uh, England, which England, was very yeah. unusual. So my two teams were were Brazil, who I was completely besotted with. Uh, <laughs> I was uh, running around in the back garden pretending I was uh, Romario and whatever, and yeah. uh, <laughs> and 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 then Ireland, of course, who would had a beautiful kit. I think it was the opal one. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was indeed. Yeah. Adidas it flower was. and it was just everything about it. And there was Jack and I remember we handed out little bags of water to John Aldridge yes. and Andy Townsend. Yes. <laughs> that was the Mexico game yeah. soaring heat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember I remember Clive Clilford commentating on that way. But that was my first experience in a World Cup. Mm. Uh, uh I got into Euro ninety two uh, just before that, when Le- obviously Leeds won the league and Cantona was playing against Batty for France and England. And that was kind of my first experience of international football. But my first World Cup, because obviously England uh, failed to qualify because it was that famous night in uh, in Amsterdam, I think it was, yeah. when uh, mm-hmm. Brian Moore, God rest his one of the best commentators, because uh, England were playing Holland and Brian Moore goes pre just pre for the free kick, Ronald Koeman. He's going to chip him, he's going to chip him, he's going to chip him. Guess what? He chips him and doesn't seem to keep it out. So, and England didn't qualify for the World Cup. And then we had to have a team to watch and that team, as you rightly said, lo and behold, was Ireland and they beat Italy uh, 1-0 thanks to a wonderful goal from uh, from Ray Houghton over Gianluca Pagliuca and that kind of got me hooked onto international football. Not the same yeah, nowadays yeah, as I'm born in international football. Yeah, but, but, but back, back <laughs> then it was different because you were growing up as a kid and you had to have an interest in a, in a tournament and that interest yeah. was Ireland. I mean, Euro 96 was the one that got me into yes. international yeah. football yeah. and that, that yeah. summer my dad bought me a replica England kit and, and I, I guess I played in it till there were there were holes all over it um yeah. so stats so how how big is your how thick is your book and how much does it cost how it's thick is gonna it going to be 35 pounds again uh, okay. it's I think 515 pages again and all being well we're looking to release it mid-November unfortunately there'll be no big launch or anything like that because of the situation where mm. we're living in but I will release news on my social media networks through my Twitter feed and through Facebook uh, when it can be available. And yeah, it's it's very strange that I can't do any sign. I can still sign them to all get copies, but unfortunately, I just can't publicly sign them. I have any photos of anybody because we're in this in this global pandemic, and until that changes, there's not a lot I can do. But we're looking looking at sort of mid November for the release, all being well. So if we can use the number of pages as like a guide. Just to visualise that, what's the largest insect that you'd be able to kill if you dropped from a foot? Would it be, oh, would it be bear fly? Would it be woodlouse? Uh, it'd be Frank Lampard's head. <laughs> nice. Oh, it's, heavy. it's an heavy one then. That's good. <laughs> Sorry, Frank. No, there's not, there's I, not much I, going I on in that. It's quite, quite, quite hollow. It, it cracked it quite easily. It would be a horse head. Oh, God. Then After all the stick he's given Leeds United this week, I don't think he quite understands how to use social media. But there you go. I hear his mum's a, a wonderful woman, though. His mum's yeah. He was just, just he, fishing. He's himself. got thin skin and he's got an even thil- thinner skull by the sound of it. I don't think he quite understands how banter works. No. Uh, and unfortunately, if you slag off Leeds United on social media, uh, you get your ass bitten, especially <laughs> before game day. And he did, uh, and Leeds magnificent last Friday. Yeah, he called a shot, and it was incredibly wrong. Unfortunately, it was very na- naive of him. Yeah. Okay, maybe just to wrap this uh, 
very brief interview of. Yes. Um, can you give us an idea of uh, what, firstly, what you think will happen on Monday night against Leicester and um, yes. how you think Leeds will finish at oh. the end of the season? It's a really interesting one, Leicester, because I know they've got a lot of uh, sort of injuries at the back. I know, I think Johnny Evans is out injured at the moment. I think Fuchs is out injured as well. They've got Wes well, Morgan, possibly. yeah, yes, he is, and uh, they've got Wes Morgan back. But That's up good. front, they've got one of the best strikers I've seen in a long time uh, in Jamie Vardy and. Brendan Rodgers' size always like to play good football. I think they've had a little bit of a slow start to the season that kind of clicked into gear at Arsenal on Monday night. They, they were, I can't, where were they last night? I can't remember if they played someone in Europe Athens. last night, in the Leicester. Athens. I believe. So, yeah, you wonder if that might play into Leeds' hands because Leeds have had, uh, what, nearly over 10 days to, to relax and sort of prepare for themselves. I think Leeds might just have the edge. Uh, I think it'll be a really entertaining game. If they can take the form into it that they got off the Aston Villa game, uh, they've got every chance of getting three points. And, and Leicester City have got uh, a bit of a hit and miss record, certainly Premier League-wise. Uh, last time we met in the Premier League was back in 2003-04 when Leeds won 3-2. Uh, Alan Smith got a late winner, Matt Maduka was sent off and that just about killed our, our Popes are staying in the Premier League. So it's, it's an opportunity. And if we can get three points, it'll send us into the Crystal Palace game in good heart against a Palace side that are two down, I think, away at Wolverhampton Wanderers at half time. So yeah, yeah. I, I fancy Leeds. I, I fancy Leeds in every game. There's no pressure on us at the moment. But as I said on Twitter on, on Saturday morning, 40 points is still my first target. And, and that might sound daft, but you get to that 40 point mark, <laughs> then you can have some fun. Yeah, and we'll then you can look no at time. yeah, of course you can. Then you can look at targets. But for me, first target is is forty points, and then after that, ooh, the league is so bizarre this season. It's mm. it, it's so strange that every team everywhere is is dropping points left, right, and centre. Mm. Uh, I still think Liverpool are the best team in the league, albeit they've had a slow start. They've got Fabinho now injured uh, with Van Dijk, but as as for Leeds, top six, why not? <laughs> I love how the, pr- the predictions on this pod have gone from, you know, fourth 14, best, 40, fourth best, yeah, and you know, <laughs> fourth yeah. worst in the league of doers, and then it's like yeah. top six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know that sounds, and I'll probably, I'll probably be bitten on the backside come come the end of May. But having watched a lot of the games, nothing scares me. There's no. nothing in this league that even Liverpool we should have got a point. We yeah. should really got a point at Anfield. More than uh, that. More than uh, that. I remember yeah. I remember you, Alex, saying that if it weren't for that fucking handball uh, yeah. after after two or three minutes, Cock wouldn't have uh, been so hesitant with those other two. So yeah. I reckon we've won probably probably five or six. Five or six yeah. Yeah. The only one that we, we've lost that we probably should have lost was the Wolves game. And the only variable was yeah. you with their yeah. stats. <laughs> So... <laughs> you know, people that blame me for that, I'll never get again. Uh, people that I've had say, don't go again this season, don't go again. Uh, yeah, I think that's the only game. I think Wolves are the job on us that night. And they just showed that they're a bit more experienced in the Premier League. I thought Connor Cody uh, and one of the best names in football, Maximilian, 
had a really, really good game. Maximilian Kilman had a really good game at the back. So, but we're learning lessons, and it's another opportunity to to get three points on the board and, and go to Selhurst Park in, in good heart, which is another game on pay-per-view, which really annoys me. Uh, that's got to stop. I, I think the Premier League have got to realise that people aren't paying for it. I think the big ones of the Premier League have just got to realise it's a waste of time and either put the price down uh, or just get rid of it full stop, really. Yeah. Yes, well, it's definitely opened the door to a lot of people for illegal streams. I think people who uh, didn't realise that they could uh, maybe uh, watch games Absolutely. on illegal streams. Um, so, yes. um, so yeah, yes. I think they've shot yeah. themselves badly in the foot there. All right. So, um, basically, uh, that was the uh, interview with uh, Andrew Dalton. And uh, I think the main takeaways we've got there are um, basically get yourself down to Tagcaster, two quid pints, uh, don't quote us on the price. And yeah. um, and uh, have, <laughs> have a look out for uh, uh, the uh, the LEFC women who play Barnsley, and you can watch that on the yes. Barnsley women's website. Yeah. And uh, and keep That's your correct. eyes yes. peeled for a uh, a certain book, who's um, who who will include an, an art piece, which will be the cover of this podcast. So you can follow <laughs> stats at LEFC yes. stats. And uh, uh, it's a very goodbye from him. Thank you very much for coming on. Lovely. Thank you for having me, guys. Thank Thanks, you. Mate. Cheers, mate. Take Thanks. Care. Really appreciate that. Okay. It's Thank just back know. to us now, lads. You can say cunt again. I'm <laughs> <laughs> well, sure everyone are minded. Probably not. He said <clears throat> us, which is close. Yeah, it is. Well, <laughs> geographically. Oh god, we did so well. We did so well. We did so well. We were on our best <laughs> behaviour. Oh my god. Okay, uh, I think that's it, isn't it? Is there anything yeah. else to round up? I don't think that's so. Nothing for me, but um, we can all just fuck off now. Um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, you can look forward to the match preview if you want to give us an iTunes review. Uh, do it. Just put in five stars. It's so easy. It takes about three seconds, but it'll mean the world to us. Um, we know we don't deserve it, but just do it anyway. Why not? Um, and if you want to th- throw in a cheeky uh, one of you as a cunt, then... Um, <laughs> yeah. Don't name names. Just leave it ambiguous. Yeah. <laughs> just drop that. 1.5 point, point of you is a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> We've got 15 reviews, but only seven, um, seven... 15 ratings, but only seven reviews. So come on, if you're going to leave a rating, just write something in the comment box as well. Yeah, yeah. And and make it, make it really tasty. I, I'd yeah. love to have... I'd love to have like the world record for the most number of reviews that included swear words or something like that. <laughs> I just think... copy, copy and paste the, uh, the marine coffee pasta um, into the reviews <laughs> and I would be so pleased. Just do that. I don't think you're you talking about, you fucking bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a point, isn't it? It has to be fully censored. <laughs> Um, if you want to follow myself, I don't know why you would. Uh, I am at the Adelites on Twitter. And if you want to follow Alex, you can follow him at Riot Badger. Say goodbye, Alex. Goodbye. Don't follow me. <laughs> and if you would like to follow Ross, uh, you can do so via at Rossbell1984 on Twitter. Um, goodbye from you also, please, Ross. Goodbye. And do follow me, please. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, follow me at um, Randy McNobb. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
that was your match. Uh, that was not your match review or preview or anything. That was your main cast. Uh, thank you very much, and uh, we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Right. Most of our stats come from LUFC Stats or LUFC Data on Twitter. You should probably give them a follow as they're more interesting than us. A very special thanks to Adam Elliott, Adam Warner, Barney Stewart, Cookie Ed McIntyre, Ewan and Howard Metcalf, Josh Pearson, Laura, Leon and Rob, The Light Show and all our family and friends. <laughs>